Is everyone clear on what your expectations are? And are you clear on what others are expecting from you? Are you sure? In episode 472, Lene Ramondino and I covered the importance of asking clarifying questions to prevent misunderstandings. For a variety of reasons, it's almost too easy for misunderstandings to occur. On almost any given workday, you can probably find an example in which you thought you were clear with someone that they were to do X, Y, and Z, and instead they did X, Y, and M. The culprit is unclear expectations. In this episode, I have Lene back and we are discussing how to make sure your expectations are explicitly clear, why accountability is so important and what can go wrong without it, and how to get better at creating and honing clear expectations. If you are new to the Women Taking the Lead podcast, hello and welcome. I'm Jody Flynn. I'm the CEO and founder of Women Taking the Lead, a leadership development company that works with organizations and boards to close the performance gap by attracting, developing, and successfully promoting more women into senior levels of leadership. I help organizations realize these benefits through coaching, consulting, leadership development programs, and keynotes. If we are not already connected on LinkedIn, please send me an invitation to you can find me directly at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash Jody Flynn, or you can search on the platform for Jody Flynn. I'm very active on LinkedIn, so I should be at or near the top of the search results. Be sure to add a note to the invitation letting me know you're a listener of the podcast. I would love to connect with you and get to know you better. Welcome back, Lene. It is so good to see you again. Hi, Jody. I'm so glad you had me back. I enjoy our time together. I have been loving it in the past couple of episodes that we've done. They're doing incredible. I knew I picked the right person to have these conversations about communication. And today we're talking about one of my favorite, favorite things, which is clear expectations. (laughs) You think it sounds so easy. (laughs) It really does. And we're going to get into that. Why clear, you know, what we think of as clear expectations are not so clear. But let's start with like, what are expectations? So when I ask you, what are expectations? You know, what what comes to mind for you? Uh, So When it comes to leadership, uh, it's important to establish and really be transparent, I think, in our expectations. So uh, the behaviors and deliverables that we want to set with a team member uh, or a group of people uh, is Mm -hmm. huge, I think. And then, of course, um, it's it's allowing your team members to know what they can count on. Um, What what comes up for you? I, yeah, that is exactly, uh, we're on the same page with this because when I think about setting an expectation, you know, I want to be very clear about what I want to see, you know, like the behavior I want to see in somebody else, how they should be responding to certain things. And then also like it goes both ways, right? Here's what I'm expecting from you. Here's what you can count on from me. And this is the type of like, assistance I'll be providing. 
right? right. Whether, you know, as a resource, you know, and even with my own clients, when I'm community, you know, I have the same conversation with my clients. They don't report to me, but I want to know, you know, um, that they understand what I'm expecting from them, what I'll be providing and the assistance I'll be providing so that we're both on the same page about what we're expecting from each other and giving them an opportunity to also say to me, here's what I expect from you. It's so true. I think that when we look at uh, setting these expectations for individuals, they have to be set early. And they, mm. if we don't clarify these early on, no matter no matter what early means, whether it's in the hiring process or when we're delegating something, uh, it's so invaluable that they know exactly what their responsibilities are so that we're setting them up successfully to drive towards those expectations. Mm -hmm. And when we're talking about clear expectations, I know originally when we we were kind of chatting about this, I was initially coming from the the place of the individual and you have this great way of like really taking it to the organizational level. So I'll start with individual and then I'm going to pass the baton to you. So, you know, and I, I do this in workshops where, you know, I think a lot of people, um, when they're, um, setting expectations, expectations, they think they're being very clear, right? Mm -hmm. And we all do because we know in our own heads what we want to, to see, but mm -hmm. we're not always really good at making sure the other person knows what's in our head, right? So, sure. and we talked about this when we, um, did the episode on clarifying questions, but like mm -hmm. coming from a place of let's be absolutely clear from the get go and then use clarifying questions just as a way to kind of like make sure. So, when um, I'm doing training on this, you know, I'm very clear to say, you know, for other people to be able to meet your expectations, you have to be explicit in what you're looking for. And there are two downfalls for this. There are um, expectations that are uncommunicated and there are expectations that are misunderstood, right? Mm -hmm. So in order for people to meet our expectations, they have to know that we have expectations of them. And they have to know exactly what those are. And I love giving this example because, you know, oftentimes, you know, I would, I would ask a workshop, like if I gave as an example of an expectation to communicate emergencies immediately, how many of you think that's clear? And most people will raise their hands, but the words communicate, yeah. emergencies, and, and immediately, immediately there's a wide range of interpretation for each one of those words. True. So if we're using that as an expectation, there are so many different ways that things can go wrong. And this is when you hear leaders say, how much clearer do I have to be? Or I've told them over and over and over again, and they don't seem to get it. So you know, when we're, we're giving this expectation, we have to define what we mean by communicate, what constitutes an emergency, and what time frame immediately falls in. Immediately sounds clear, but when you really investigate this, it's not. So let me give an example of an explicitly clear expectation around this. So here it is. If we are going to miss a deadline, I need a phone call the moment you've confirmed the new ETA, 
right? So you've made it clear about how you want to be like, what constitutes an emergency, right? We're going to miss the deadline, how you want to be communicated with, you want a phone call and immediately means not the moment you discover we're going to miss the deadline, but the moment you then determine the new ETA, that's Mm -hmm. different, Mm -hmm. right? So when you communicate like that, then someone knows exactly what to look for and what to do in that case. Okay. Anything you want to add to that or do you want to jump right to organizational? No, I just love the piece of this so much about immediately or sometimes or just how people don't understand, just to your point, how different people take that. If I say to you as a woman, I'm going to call you back later, you might assume it's going to be in the same day. But I know sometimes a guy might say to me, I'm going to call you back later. And it might be two or three days later. And I don't mean to make it a gender thing. But it there really is a difference in the way that we all uh, embrace some of these words and know, okay, immediately, is it five or 10 minutes to you? Is it 20 or 30 minutes to you? So I I just love that I use that in my coaching sessions, as well as in sales, because we do that often too. And in the sales environment. So I I love that you honed in on that. And I'll add this too, as you were explaining that, Lene, all of a sudden, I saw myself as the person getting receiving the expectation, Mm -hmm. right? And I know for myself, sometimes I can be perceived as being, um, I don't know if annoying is the word, but being a little too nitty gritty when I'm Mm -hmm. asking questions. Mm -hmm. So I'll normally say, you know, I'll preempt this. I know as women, we don't want to like do too much of this, but just so the other person knows where we're coming from, like you can say like, okay, I have some follow-up questions. And the reason why I'm asking these questions is I don't want you to be disappointed if I don't meet your expectations. So I want to be clear on what your expectation is before I walk away. So I might ask a question like, you know, so when you say you want me to get back to you um, when it's convenient, what does that mean to you? Right there. Mm -hmm. This is where those clarifying questions come in. What does that mean to you? And that helps just preempt disappointment and frustration on both ends as well. And we all own that too each other. We own the responsibility of either managing up and not just always managing down. So two-way communication, that's why it's so difficult is it's two ways. So if you walk away as a team member with a leader and you don't clarify and get uh, the level of expectations you need, then you're also setting yourself up for failure. So Mm -hmm. on both sides, I do love that you brought that up. But I know that you brought up, I do like to look at holistically the entire organization when it comes to this as well, because I do feel that often we forget that in order to help level set every person in their roles is every role should have KPIs, key performance indicators and measurements to what they are primarily responsible for. And then a organization is also set up much more successfully, I should say, is if they have guidelines, which helps set the foundation of those expectations. Because Mm -hmm. as we know, we're living in a climate now where there's a lot of turnover. Um, It's just a different society, a different climate. And so if we set the groundwork for all leaders to know what a lot of those expectations are, 
then now we can either tighten them up as leaders or fill in the blanks. Um, and it, it, it just allows for uniformity across the org across the organization. And I think that that, that part is important to mention. Yes, absolutely. And for those who haven't heard the term key performance indicators or KPIs, can you give a couple of examples of what a KPI might be for a leader? So I do think that KPIs can be dependent on the department that a leader is in. But Mm -hmm. I know that one of the KPIs we've built in in our organization for all leaders is the performance measurement of all of their team members. So a leader, if you have, let's say, 10 team members that report up to you in their performance reviews, are they all competent in their role? And so what is the ratings that they that you've been supporting them in achieving and exceeding in their role? So that could be a KPI for a leader. Retention engagement surveys is mm. an organizational KPI, but certainly can fall back depending on the questions that are asked um, in, in the engagement survey. So there's quite a few. And then there's others more specific to a role, such as an operations could be budget or financial based and how well they're achieving it. But the, the most important part about KPIs is the behaviors that drive the metrics. And so when explaining how to achieve them and then the why it's important to setting expectations, it's all about behaviors, which is why I love this conversation, because even in your example, it takes us to how we are communicating specific needs and behaviors from somebody that you miss a deadline, I need a phone call, etc. So you've identified when this behavior happens, here's what we need to do. And so that's why I love this, this topic so much. Yeah. And I know, um, (laughs) because we are, and if you are listening to this podcast, you know, sometimes, you know, men do listen to this podcast, but primarily (laughs) it's women who are ambitious, right? They want to do well in their role and that sort of thing. We love clear expectations because we're essentially asking without asking, tell me how to win, right? Tell me how to do this well. Tell me how I'm going to get the good review. Like, if you tell me something's required and it's going to be on my performance review, I'm going to make sure, you know, I have skilled up that and, and that I'm paying attention to this. So we all love clear expectations. And as a leader, we all we want to provide that same courtesy to our team members, you know, because they also want to do well. And if they know what to do, in order to do well, you know, because nobody sets out to fail or do mm-hmm. a bad job. You know, typically there's if somebody's not um, rising to the occasion and performing well, it's because something is going on. I don't know about you, but I have discovered amazing music, books, TV shows, movies, restaurants, podcast for sure because a friend or colleague told me about it. Our network made up of friends, family, colleagues, and acquaintances are a vital source of information and access to resources for us. If you find the content and suggestions from this podcast valuable, could you do me a huge favor? Could you share it with a friend or colleague? Typically, the best way to share a podcast is to share a specific episode that made you think of the other person. You can share an episode 
right from your podcast app, or you can send the link to the webpage found in the episode description. My goal is to help millions of women to grow and feel calm and confident in their leadership. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping me to do this. And I thank you for helping the woman in your life be the confident leader she is meant to be by introducing her to this podcast. So thank you. And Lene, we, we've woven through this whole conversation why clear expectations are so important. But let's kind of like go through the bullet list because, you know, essentially, if we are not communicating clear expectations, we are essentially setting somebody up to fail. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And what are your thoughts on this? Well, I just, I think that again, setting expectations, uh, hierarchy down. So organization yeah. expectations and then leaders, leaders setting their expectations around the bigger expectations and people's responsibilities in their role. It just creates consistent best practices but I think the most important thing that I love and why I love this is that in coaching, this is the number one most important step, the fundamentals to coaching to go through, I think, looking at the steps of what you would do for coaching. And I, I kind of have this five-step theory thing that I've come up with. And so mm -hmm. it's a Linnaeism, Jody, but I yeah. think that you first you set the expectation, whether mm -hmm. that's through reading a guideline and then, you know, filling in the gaps for the team member, or, you know, it's something that you've set the expectation around what you need in, in being uh, somebody communicating something to you. But then it's looking at how a leader takes the second prong to the coaching step in demonstrating the way. And then the third prong is now you observe and shadow your team member demonstrate the way. Mm -hmm. And then there's the fourth prong, of course, of coaching and giving feedback and then the follow up and follow through. So it's like a five prong approach to effective coaching. And this step is the fundamentals. And if you don't solidify that they understand the expectations, that you're not aligned with what they are, then you can't really both hold each other accountable. Right, right. And I love the five prong approach. It's um, cyclical, right? It's a circle, it it right? Is. And it all feeds upon each other. And I thought about that too, when it comes to um, expectations and accountability, right there, right. they feed off of each other, right? Having clear expectations makes it easier to hold someone accountable, right? Because they know exactly what you're going to have a conversation about. They know what they need to do to meet those requirements. And accountability also in that accountability conversation is what I'm thinking of, allows that opportunity to tweak and adjust the expectations right. and the clarity around it. Oh, okay. Oh. You didn't meet expectations. It's because I wasn't clear about this. Okay. Let's reset. Now, you know, in the next conversation, we can continue to tweak, make sure it's clear. And I often say expectations, especially organizational and team expectations, you want to think of them as like when you write them down, right? They need to be documented and clear, but think of that document as a living, breathing document. This is not set in stone. We need to keep evaluating 
is this clear? Is this what we are looking for? Is everyone on the same page? You're nodding. So (laughs) I'm nodding so much because a, you took me back to our previous episode and clarifying Mm -hmm. and asking great questions. Right. And when you have to go back to the fundamentals and the, the foundation of asking, let's review the expectations. What is it that you understood from those expectations? And you lean back into those questions. You're going to learn so, so much. But what I loved most about what you said was as a leader, we have a humbling moment where we go, aha, I didn't, I didn't level set that very well. I didn't lean in to make sure you understood it. I own this. Let's start from scratch. Let's start over. And, and that's, that can be eye opening for a leader if they lean in that way. Yeah. And I thank you for saying that because I think that this is a great moment to also give that reminder that if people are not meeting expectations, you know, before you jump at the other person and looking at responsibility and blame on their part, first take a look at was there anything I did that might have contributed or did not do? that could have contributed to this person not meeting expectations, right? And it may be that you were clear and there's something else going on, right? It's a it's a lack of training or they have something going on in their personal life or something like that. But first, you know, look to look to thyself first and I then know. and then go out there. Okay. Anything you want to add before we start talking about how does one get better at setting well, clear expectations? Yeah, I mean, no, I think you nailed it. I think that in my coaching sessions, I think I probably drive a lot of people <laughs> insane. They get a little frustrated because I, the only thing that we have control of to change is ourselves. And so the more as leaders that to your point, we can lean in and first assess the situation from our lens of what we could have done differently and better, it allows us to be more. I guess, available with our team member to be empathetic and to try a different approach. And it it often coaching can sound like counseling when Mm. we don't stay in that supportive role. So when we first acknowledge there's something we might have missed, it allows us to stay even more comfortably in that supportive role because we we own a piece to their development. We own that uh, with them. And I think the the our team members and the people we're leading appreciate when we acknowledge our humanity, mm-hmm. right? We may have made a mistake or we mm-hmm. stepped over something and we're modeling for others, right? Because we're developing future leaders. We're modeling for others how to handle that situation with grace. That's right. right? That's yes. Right. Okay. So um, I kind of have a list of things mm-hmm. I recommend how someone can get better at setting a clear expectations. And then I know you have some things that you want to add. So I'll quickly just go through this. So first off, you know, if you want to get better at setting clear expectations, acknowledging that developing clear expectations is a work in progress, right? Okay. Use mishaps to learn from them. Lenny and I just discussed that, <laughs> that whole process, but right First off, before anything else, just know this this is going to take time and it's going to take mistakes to get better and better at it. And when someone hasn't met expectations, first ponder if you did not communicate clearly exactly what was expected of the other person. Third, have empathy for yourself, right? You're a human being. Human beings make mistakes. You don't know everything yet, nor will you, right? right. It's always a work in progress. 
and then find out what the other person understood their tasks and their responsibility to be. Let's go back to the last episode on clarifying questions, right? Whenever we give instructions or we set, you know, expectations for another person, check in. What did you understand? What did you hear? Maybe give example scenarios like, okay, so when this happens, what do you do? You know, so that you get a sense that they truly understood what you were asking of them. The fifth one is have empathy for the other person, right? Empathy for yourself, empathy for the other person. They are a work in progress as well. They're learning, they're developing. And I would even say, especially for people who are relatively new in their role or to the company, it's a lot. And we forget how overwhelming that experience can be in the first few months where you have to relearn everything and people and where to find things and all of that. And sometimes people make mistakes, not because they're not working really hard and doing their best, but just they have information overload. So just remember, especially when you're first onboarding somebody, repeat repeat, 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 right? They, they need, sometimes we need to hear things in those first phases over and over and over again for it to sink. Yeah. Yep. And then next talk through the gaps, right? When a mishap happens, you know, talk through, um, the, the gap between what you expected and what the other person understood, right? And here you'll just, cause sometimes we look at what people are doing and we're like, what? were they thinking? And then when you inquire more often than not, it's, it's, it makes sense that what they understood and what they were thinking caused them to behave in a certain way, even though the behavior, because you understood the expectation seems insane. Like, why would they do that when that was not what I wanted? When you check in with them, often there's like a little piece of information that they either didn't get or misunderstood. And so they, their mind automatically closed the gap with something incorrect, right? But typically it all makes sense when you, when you get to the bottom of what was going on, mm-hmm. then establish new explicit expectations. Now that you know where the gap is, close the gap and clarify what it was you were actually expecting. And then allow time for others to communicate if you have not met their expectations and follow the same process. Everything I outlined, allow the other person to do for you. Because it it may be that they were needing something from you and you didn't live up to their expectations, right? Mm-hmm. So just know that sometimes that is what is going on as well. And then lastly, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat forever until right. everyone is on the same page. That's right. I think that there's something to be said about redundancy when somebody's mm-hmm. learning anything new. But I really do love the fact of thinking about also the value add. So helping the team member know what is the value to the organization by us doing this and Mm -hmm. what would the value be to the team member and then the value to you as a leader so that everybody kind of has this intrinsic value piece to why I'm being, why I'm being asked to do the expectation, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. And so there, there's a piece there of if you can always think about here's the value to you by doing this or helping the team member come up with their own by the art of questioning, right? What do you think the value is 
by you doing this? What do you think you know, the return would be for you? And I think that's really, that's, that's key to somebody really buying into whatever the expectation might be. Uh, I think the other thing is, again, it goes back to our clarifying expectations or just the coaching, any kind of a coaching model and that rinse and repeat that you said. Uh, the only thing that I would add is, is, is exactly that, that we are continuously going back to level set. And this isn't a one and done, even though we were talking about, as an example, onboarding and doing the redundancy or the repeat right away. And I think it's sometimes seven times, I think is what they say that before something can can stick, then it's it's really also remembering that our roles as leaders are to do touch points throughout. Mm. And so that people don't, they create bad habits pretty quickly when we drop our eyes off the ball. And so how do we kind of stay in tune with with other people's responsibilities as well as our own? and lean in to pulse check and shadow and continuously stay aware enough to where we can identify any gaps or things that might need to be addressed more quickly before bad habits do can do arise. Yes. And I will say, I want to underscore a lot of times the one-to-one meeting Mm. gets poo-pooed or canceled because we're like, we're good. We're good. Right. We're good. That's right. I would encourage um, not canceling these meetings because oftentimes in the conversation, we find out, oh, we're not on the same page with something. We thought we were on the same page with something and we thought we were all good. But because we took the time to connect and check in and see how things were going, we discover, you know, things that if we had not taken that opportunity down the road, they would have become real problems. Jody, I love where I just love us so much because we tend to then everything we talk about can go here and here. And I, I cannot tell you how many times I have heard leaders say to me in coaching sessions, I talk to my team members every day, all day long. And really not understand the value of that one-on-one closed door a team member knows whatever time of the week of their, that they are scheduled to meet with you, they can come better prepared. They're, as we go back to our communication styles from the very beginning, mm-hmm. those methodical thinkers, you could ask somebody right now in this moment, how are you doing? Most people will give you a very generic, oh, I'm great, thanks. Or right. So if we don't plan as leaders to ask more open-ended questions, to dig in, and clarify that people understand what the expectations are. And we don't give our team members a planned event where they can come together and know, okay, I've got to have my stuff together and I need to know my part of the business, my KPIs, whatever it might be, so that I can help my leader see what am I doing really well and what are areas of opportunity? And then where do we reframe expectations around these things? And that private time, one-on-one time, it's gold if if leaders do it and and do it well. Right. And oftentimes team members, if they have something that's a little touchy mm-hmm. to talk about, they're not going to do it in an open area where anyone can walk by. And they probably don't want to put it in an email either. So it's so important that you as the leader make that space for your team member, even if you meet for 15, 20 minutes 
and, you know, everything's good and nothing, you know, nothing really needed to be discussed. I'm telling you, your team member appreciates that you hold that time sacred and you have the meeting no matter what. It's kind of like going to the gym. Like they say, if you're not motivated to work out, like just put on your workout clothes and maybe like go. And if you if you're not into it, then just come home or, you know, don't mm-hmm. do the workout. It's fine, but still hold that piece sacred and, right. and do it. I, I just know so many, I talk, I talk to many women who complain, like my boss keeps canceling our one-to-ones because he thinks I'm good or she thinks I'm good. I'm an, I'm overperforming. So they don't think I need this time and I'm feeling neglected and I'm, I have questions and, you know, I, I, I just, I thought I would get more time with my manager, even if it's just time with the manager to make sure everything is going well or to ask questions. Like, don't ignore your overperformers either. <laughs> I, and I love that you brought that up in the context of this conversation because too often ma- leaders do think, well, they know what they're doing. Those top performers, they've got it down. And the reality is this is how top performers slip because yeah. they don't have this dedicated to, they, say, they see maybe C players getting a whole bunch of attention, a whole bunch of time. And they're like, well, maybe that's what I need to be like in order to get time with my manager. And, and unfortunately we want the C players to come up to the A players, not the other way around. So right. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. And especially top performers want to know, like there's a plan, right. Mm-hmm. And that I'm, I'm getting time with my manager. I've, I've known several who had a foot out the door. Mm-hmm. because they didn't think their manager cared about them only to like have the manager do that whole, that rigmarole. I thought you were doing great. You didn't need my time. That sort of right. thing. Anyway, right. we're beating a dead horse. So any last thoughts, Lene? I know you have a hard stop, so I want to respect that. So yeah, no, I just, I, I love where we can go anywhere in these conversations. And I think that's the most important thing for us as leaders to remind ourselves of. And you said to be empathetic to ourselves and give grace to ourselves first as well. Leadership doesn't come with a roadmap. It's super hard. But if we remind ourselves that setting expectations all the way around creates the alignment that we want and it creates uh, the best practices that we're looking for, and then we can actually hold ourselves and others accountable because we know what those are, we can't ask for a a better unity within a team when we do that very well. What were your takeaways from my conversation with Lene? Are there some expectations you can make a little clearer? Or is there a conversation to be had about the expectations someone else has of you? Head over to LinkedIn to share your thoughts and takeaways on the post corresponding to this episode. I would love to hear what stood out most for you. And if your last promotion has you experiencing and confronting challenges you haven't faced before, consider working with me. I would love to support you through this transition, help you get your bearings and feeling confident in your leadership once again. You can find the link to schedule a time to chat with me in the episode description. If you're listening through a mobile device, that link will be in your podcast app And if you're listening on the Women Taking the Lead website, that link will be towards the bottom of the website page. As always, I hope this was of value to you and here's to your success.